Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Full Strength Podcast. We are the podcast, the hockey podcast for sex adverts. I'm Justin. Across from me is Nate. Hi, Nate. Hello. And, uh, you know, Nate, I am... Didn't want to tell you this before the show, but I am podcasting Hurt today. Playing Hurt? I'm playing Hurt. I, I really didn't want to say anything because I was afraid that you would say that I wasn't allowed to podcast today. The multiple concussions would explain a lot the, about no, this would. podcast. It really, really would. <laughs> it's actually not a brain injury. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, uh, so that's just, that's just the way you are. I injured myself doing chores yesterday. Oh. Have you ever injured yourself doing chores? Probably. It's, it's quite demeaning. It's quite like, I can't well, believe I just What was the chore? I was making my bed. Okay, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a relatively low effort chore. Yeah, I was. Uh, so you're like cleaning I, gutters I, or something like that. No, or... no, no. There's no gutters around well, here. I mean, this yeah, is... we're in a condo, but like, if you're doing some serious work. <laughs> there was no ladders involved. There was no power tools involved. No, you're making like the, the nice soft bed. Yeah, I'm making it. What bed. did you do? And you know, the thing is that I fell. Uh, the thing is, is that you could. <laughs> uh, you would think that I would try to fall on the bed. I did not. I did not fall on the bed. I fell away from the bed. You just fell straight down on the floor. It's funny. While the thing making is, your bed. The thing is, my bedroom is so small that it's like if you fall, it's like where do you go? You felt like there's going to be a wall there to prop you up, right? Wrong. There was no wall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's bad. Okay, so I'm making my bed yesterday, and I am. I'd washed the sheets, and I'm putting the sheets back on the bed, so it's not just like, you know, pulling the comforter up to the yeah. top of the bed or whatever. It's Long story short, I uh, I lift up the mattress in order to uh, hook the, the fitted sheet around. Mm-hmm. And while I'm holding the mattress up, I reach to one side of the, the bed. Okay. And I lost my balance. And while I'm trying to hold this mattress up, and I, step, I took a step to, like, steady myself. And unfortunately, there was a, uh, a, a laundry basket right beside me. And I stepped into the laundry basket, which then flipped over, which then sent me flying, and I fell square on my shoulder, and I can't, like, I can barely, like, lift my arm now. It's like, I want to say it's a rotator cuff thing, because that sounds cool and fun and sexy, but uh, I don't even know what's wrong with it. I've heard my rotator cuff. It's not fun. It sucks. It's just like, I can't, I can't do anything with it. It sucks. What is the worst? You got in a fight with your bed and lost. I... (laughs) My soft, my soft plushy mattress beat the shit out of me. Out of soft plushy you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you ever hurt yourself at home? There I mean, was one other time that I that I hurt myself at home, but it was much more. It was worse. I can tell a story or no? Yeah, I can tell. Okay. A story. Are, are you, but I was asking you. Uh, I mean, I my earliest memory of all time is me running into like a wall corner. It had like one of those. Mm, mm-hmm. That's a uh, kind of. It's not like crown moldings. That's like at the top of a door, but it's like I was like around like the kind of where a toddler's head is at about that height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was kind of rounding a corner, and I guess my head kind of yeah tilted over, and I smashed mm-hmm. into it. And yeah. I used, my earliest memory is my dad looking into my head and going like, "Oh, look at you! You've got a hole in your head." And me kind of <laughs> be like, "That's not funny." Yeah. And him going like, "No, actually, we're going to the hospital now." Mm-hmm. And then getting stitches, mm-hmm. and I still have a bald spot to this day. That you can see when I get a very short haircut. Mm-hmm. I uh, I have fallen twice face first into things. Uh, once an open oven, so I hit the oven door. <laughs> oh, no. I hit the oven door while oh, I was. Oh no! And then once a uh, I don't think it was on. It's not like I got cooked or anything. No. But um, 
And then one's a filing cabinet. I fell face first into a filing cabinet. And I got still got a dent in my forehead. From so that. your balance is utter shit. Yeah, I guess so. No, my wor- my actual worst uh, home, getting hurt at home was probably, yeah. So I used to be really into. <laughs> this is so nerdy. I used to be really into. Go, uh, not go kart. Uh, radio control cars and radio control car racing. And I actually had a gas powered radio controlled car. And this thing was like the shit. Like it went like it hit like sixty miles per hour. Like it was highway speed, and it was like it was like tiny. It was like the size of a laptop, right? And it was it was just badass. But I was getting ready for a race because there was actually like organized races and like meetups and stuff like that for these things. And I was getting ready one day, and I was putting new wheels on my car because we were going to not be racing on the road or in the parking lot somewhere. We were actually going to be racing on like a flat concrete surface. Which meant that I could actually use slick tires and not treaded tires. Yeah. So I was actually, you know, with like plastic models, they're they come on trees and you got to take them off with an exacto knife. Yeah. This is a very long story about me eventually cutting my finger off. Oh. <laughs> all right, that's all I needed to hear. I. Yeah. I. You can still see where that went through my finger, but basically the tip of my finger oh, there. Yeah. You can. It went right through the bottom of my finger, and the only reason that it stopped from going right through my finger and like taking my entire like the tip of my finger off was because the nail on the other side of my finger okay it. all right that's where i draw the line stop yeah. now <laughs> and i actually that's held the far. finger up what and your time of finger and toenails because, done oh yeah no it, no, it no. went i just I basically cut the tip of my finger off it was was great with an exacto knife i don't get to play with exacto knives anymore <laughs> so speaking of playing at home the leafs returned home this week and finally got themselves some wins Last week they uh, we were on the last episode of Full you don't strength, want to talk about my finger getting cut off. I anymore? really don't. No, Come we're on. done. We're done with that. We're moving on. In the last episode of Full Strength, we talked about hey, this is an important road trip for the Leafs. They were going on that West Coast swing and then eventually playing St. Louis, not quite on the West Coast Midwest. You know, a better a better um, segue would have been to say you know who wasn't playing hurt is Austin Matthews, but the Leafs still came through. Yeah, but fuck it, too late now. <laughs> um, they got one win on that road trip, and it looked like, okay, down they go. They were in trouble because if they didn't score five goals, they weren't going to win the game. That's pretty much what happened. They they still were scoring okay. They scored three against Anaheim They scored three and won. They scored three against the Kings, lost. Four against, man, that Blues game was awful. I remember that last Saturday? Yeah. That was so bad. That was, that that was, was the one where Babcock did not challenge the yes. <laughs> Anderson getting a stick in the face. Mm-hmm. On the goal, I looked at that one and be like, okay, I know the goaltender interference rule has been a little wacky this year. That one I challenge and feel pretty confident that's going to get called back. You see the whole mask shake with the stick getting hit and then the puck go in? I'm gonna... I mean, like, I, I've been complaining about this all year and I feel like a broken record, but it's like, I he should have for sure challenged it, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know what's a penalty anymore. Like, it's been really... Even last night, Dominic Moore getting that tripping call immediately after he got tripped. But it was yeah. like, it was like, it was like, how could you see one of them and be like, that's not a trip, and then see the other one and be like, oh, that definitely is. Especially when the, the least are already down a man. Yeah. It's like I tweeted about this. I said it's not a matter of like you know you don't just like swallow your whistle and not call anything to prevent five on threes, but like at least call it down the middle because mm-hmm. that's kind of ridiculous. See, I'm wondering now, like, how much to like. You wish you could hear explanations or reasonings or even just, yeah, I missed it. I would accept 
I didn't see it. Yeah. That's okay. I looked away for a moment. Yeah, and because then, yeah. there's a million other things going on on the ice. I would accept that. Like, yeah, I was that play was away from the puck, and I wasn't looking at it. Yeah. Or there was something else going on in the yeah. back there. Fine. There was a pretty girl in the front row. I don't care. Just tell me what happened. The worst. Why? Because now we have to assume like, oh, you hate the Leafs, or the hey, wor- you hate my team, which is what always happens. Or you're just bad ref. Yeah. And that's the thing is that, like you know the, with, with any with any sport where there's referees involved. I mean, you know, to be honest, it's like we're watching Formula One behind us that the mm-hmm. race is on. And it's like there are definitely race stewards that like call infractions and stuff like that. But it's like you can pretty much see everything clear as day. And like it's drivers versus physics. It's like, yeah, it's like there's nothing that you can really hide. And it's kind of like, you know, there are certain things like, oh, who had the inside line? Who had the outside line? Who had the right of way? But the thing is, is that on every single camera angle, you can you should be able to tell where the line is and, you know, what. Yeah. And it's like, and they make those decisions even after, like, let's say a crash happens they'll or, like, contact happens. They'll wait five laps and be like, oh, we've reviewed everything. Now we're calling a penalty. Whereas, yeah. like, in other sports, it's like you can't call something after the fact. Right? So... It's like you understand that there's going to be human error in most sports when there's like human officiating, right? There's, I believe that there should be a way to sort of cut that stuff down. That would be nice. I mean, baseball drives me crazy. I can't believe that strike zones vary from um, inning to, um, to inning, inning to inning, and you know, game to game and stuff. Like it's like that drives me nuts. And sh- how dare you ask a question about that ever moving strike zone? How dare you? Exactly. You're out of the game now. Yeah. You cannot argue strikes and balls. There's, I mean, I really do think that, like, more so than in other sports, like, baseball umpires are, like, they like to sort of be involved in the game. Yeah. And they're not necessarily passengers. They, 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 and if anybody questions them, they get vindictive and they get, oh, like, yeah. they're like, they're like, oh, oh yeah. well, you now, like that? now you're not getting a strike for the rest of the game. Exactly. Enjoy. It's like, <laughs> that'll learn you. I can't, uh, I can't wrap my head around that. Mm-hmm. But, it would be nice if a referee was just like, I didn't see it. You know what I mean? The thing is, is that there's there's other things to look at, especially especially plays like behind the play. You know what I mean? Or like penalty behind the play. Like let's say somebody like goes and like you know gives somebody a nice quick uh, slash on the back of the legs, and a player crumples down, but it's like away from the puck, and everybody oh, missed I'd it. Oh, I'd go for. It- <laughs> That's uh, yeah, exactly like that. I always remember those replays. It was him standing behind one, tap, tap, <laughs> two hander to the back to the spine. <laughs> Down goes the guy. Nobody saw it. No, nope. I didn't do it. He fell by himself. Just takes a stick, just kind of pushes him off to the yeah. side. It's like, all right, you're done. <laughs> the sweeper. See you next period. <laughs> the yeah, no, it's uh, it's the problem is that no no umpire, no referee, no any type of uh, sporting official is going to be like. Oh, I simply missed it. It's always like, no, I did not deem that a penalty. Yeah, and it's like that's worse because now we all think you're an idiot. Whereas the if referees you... running around like Judge Dredd, going, "I am the law." Yeah. <laughs> I it, like I might I've I've harped about this for like weeks, and again I again I say I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I like that we're getting really into this coming off a four game win streak. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah I don't care I don't <laughs> I don't care about that. Uh, has the has the refereeing in hockey just been weird this year? Have you felt it's like just different and strange and like Would it have been weird if we weren't all looking at that face off infractions every five seconds? The face offs are, are brutal. Exactly. But we're not gonna talk about face offs. No no. But would so it hate face offs. Would it be 
wouldn't be focusing so much on the referees if that wasn't a part of it. You take that out, and suddenly we've got our, just our regular wacky calls, and then suddenly it doesn't look any worse than it did last year. It just looks still bad. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, you mentioned, um, you mentioned that the Leafs uh, have won four games in a row. They indeed have. Shall we talk about that? Let's. <laughs> I, I um, for very two very week, convincing ways. Two weeks ago, we uh, we started off the show by saying, "Is this the what was it? Is this the shittiest great team you've ever seen?" That or was, was the question the great... you asked. Is this the shittiest great team you've ever seen in your life? And by the end of the podcast, we kind of said mm, that's a little too harsh. Right. So now they, it's they now... weren't so shitty and they weren't so great. <laughs> Now my question for you: the, It's the very, it's the very opposite. Is this the greatest shitty team you've seen in a long time? No, because is this the least impressive? Is this you, the least impressive four-game win streak you've ever seen? Not ever, but I mean, it's up there. Like the Leafs have not looked impressive to me in any of these games. They've had moments. They've had, but when you think of four-game win streak, you think of you think of those reserved for like. The, the true heavyweights in the league, like your Tampa's. Like, Tampa's just unreal so, right now. So, last night, yes. Toronto beat Boston 4-1. to one. That one I felt like they fully deserved. That was, they played well enough. And Boston's not doing great right now. They've got a lot of injuries. I'd like right. to point out that Boston outshot them 39-25. to 25. That's not even, you know what? I, <laughs> here's the thing about the shot counters, because I see that. I wonder, I feel like it's irrelevant sometimes. A lot of the times. On the last, okay, the last four games... Mm-hmm. The Leafs were outshot in every single one. Okay. Yeah. There was 39 to 25. Do you remember them playing rope-a-dope for like like two or three seasons ago? And everyone's like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's part of the plan. That's what they do. They just let the other team out shoot them and they try and win. Yeah. Uh, they tie themselves out. Like, hockey uh, doesn't work that way. Apparently Mike Babcock is exactly the same as Randy Carlisle. Who knew? I don't think that's the... I think it's just happened. I don't think this is a strategy. It just kind of happened. And I it's think, a, I it's think a it's quite it's... a small sample size. Let's admit that as well. The thing is, is that I feel, I feel like... How many of those shots have been dangerous? If I remember correctly, the... If I remember correctly, Randy Carlisle didn't really apologize for the way his team played. No, he did not. <laughs> and Mike Babcock seems just frustrated even after wins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, which, is, which is what we want to see in this city. Which is, which is good. Um, you get to be happy when you hold the cup. That is the only time you get to be happy. I'm going to run through this. Last game... I shot 39 to 25. Okay. Before that, 35 to 33. That one is, I'm going to call that even. Two shots is nothing. Before that, 37 to 19. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, and, then, and that's a Minnesota Wild. You don't expect that against them. And then the... 28 to 25. That's also about even. So, in total, 139 shots to 102. That Minnesota game really sticks out there. It, it really does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You know, the thing is, okay, I actually want to go, can you click on this and double check? Because that sounds so, I wrote it down, but it sounds so ridiculous that I'm like, did I get that wrong? Uh, click on team stats there. Yeah, let's just, uh, 37 to 19. What? <laughs> so I was right. The wild outshot they the least. They beat them in every like, stat except goals. Yeah. Every single stat. It's it's watching this. By the way, when the other team has less penalty minutes, I say I call that a win for the other team. When you, I know that's not how fantasy works and how a lot of people work, but no, absolutely, they had more hits. You want to you want to worry about how many goals were scored on power plays. One to our none. That's the one thing too is that if you if you if you get a ton of power plays and you're not scoring on it, then like just you know you might as well play five on five because seriously, what's what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Uh, The Leafs, I would say, have not been great. 
in winning four games. So is it not that the goalies have stepped up? The goalies have stepped up. The uh, There has been other players that have stepped up. Let's point out the fact that the Leafs have been without their best player. And it's like, it's not even like... For as like, long as Austin only, Matthews has been a Maple Leafs, they have never lost a game without him. There's only one... that, right? You know what I'm trying uh, to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. The... There's no denying that Austin Matthews is the best player in the Leafs, and he's the best player on the Leafs by a significant margin. And with the Leafs... We talk about the Leafs' depth at forward, but it's like without Matthews, you actually have a bit of an issue with centers. Because, listen... Kadri is becoming like one of my favorites, and he—I always liked him, but I was always like waiting for like a little bit more from him. I feel like throughout his like early career, it was kind of like mm, take that next step. Like you know, we see the flashes and stuff like that, and it's either you become a, like a, a like a like a powerhouse offensive dynamic offensive player, mm-hmm. or like add another element to your game that lets you stand out. And he has chosen the latter. And he has chosen to become a very capable defensive forward. Yeah. He got filled in last night by Patrice Bergeron, but yeah. realistically speaking, who doesn't get filled in by Patrice Bergeron? I'm gonna let I'm gonna pass I'm gonna give him a pass on that. Um, but he's he's a great he's a great center now. Mm-hmm. And would I feel comfortable if he was my number one center? I wouldn't yeah. go that far. Because the thing is is that what makes him effective is that he can play on the second, third line that is both capable of scoring and also capable of shutting down opponents right like that's really important mm-hmm. think about um think about chicago and jonathan taves jonathan taves goes and shuts down pl- players right he's widely regarded for his defensive play right but if he if his whole job was to shut people down and he wasn't allowed to play offense or wasn't allowed to like it There'd just be nothing about him it's it's that's the tough part yeah. and it's like and he also plays on the top line or he also plays like high up in the lineup which means that he can do both but you know it's i don't even know what i'm trying to say there i feel yeah. like i knew where i was going with that little thing can and you just like wipe that you went for an adventure there i was like i don't we know. started I, talking I, about I the feel goalies like i had a point to make and then i lost it i lost it somewhere and i'm gonna own up to that much in the same way that referees don't up, don't own up to their mistakes do you want to talk about Mitch Marner a little bit? Mitch Marner is one of those players that has stepped up. He, he, I'm not sure he's at the point yet where, he, where we call him, oh, he's just a streaky player. But he had a rough start to the season and is yeah. starting to come into form now. He yeah. is seven He even point. kind of had a rough end to the last season. He did, but he was injured for part of that. I think he was playing. He was yeah. playing hurt, much like you are today. Yes. Yeah, I think it might yes. have been the same shoulder, too. Yes. So you and Mitch, yeah. You so you know what he went through at the end of last season. And it's I do. Tough, right? I you know I can speak to it. Uh, Neither of you I've, guys I've, really performed. I've, so. We're both athletes. You know what I mean. We both have athletes' bodies. Um, you know he's you know a hockey player with a bum shoulder, and I'm more like a I don't know professional darts player or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that a sport? It is. If you ever, I know I, I watch professional darts. Oh, I know you. You actually oh. watch it? No, I have watched it. In I the no, past. I have watched it too. But it's like it's more like is darts a sport? Is what I'm asking, or is it a? That's a debate game? for another day. That's a debate for another. Watching day. those, watching those is like I don't understand it because those like have you ever watched it on TV where it's like the room, like the I don't know what it is, a stadium, a room, it's a giant a bar, a convention hall, it's a giant bar. It's like it's packed. It's like darts and people halls. are losing their minds, oh, yeah. and it's like they're really drunk. 
But like, I don't get it. why. One hundred and eighty. I want to. I is there is that in Canada? Can I'd I go? Down to, to go. Can I go? Once so let us know. Out? Is that a thing? Can we go? Can somebody please? Can if you have a place nearby where you can go to those big like darts? We have a rugby team. We should have a darts hall. Yes. We should. I should go to a rugby game. Yeah, we should do that. The sweet, sweet Wolfpack. They haven't figured the out where we play boys. next year. They don't know yet. Nope. Oh wow. Like Lamport Stadium is uh, not up to snuff for the new league they're in because they've been promoted. Oh, so they yes. got some issues. Mm. We'll I just stuff them in BMO. Yeah, that's, that's what everybody does. Yeah. I, if we're gonna get, go sidetrack a little bit, Argos and Wolfpack get together, make yourselves a pointy ball stadium. And just go. A pointy ball stadium. Pointy ball stadium. It's for two different kinds of pointy ball. Yeah. Okay, rugby and football. Rugby and football. You have a lot in common. American football. Yes. Gridiron football. And then Because it's not American football. It is Canadian football. And then BMO would be... Soccer. Soccer only. Yes. And then you can fill in that north end, which right now is empty. I love that. Just get together. I love uh, love BMO. Yeah, same. It's a great stadium. It's like... It's it's become a great stadium. Yeah. It did not start off great. It looked like it was put together by Lego at the beginning. Yes. But now it's... I mean, there's still, you know, things like one of the corners, the corners aren't filled in. Right now it's missing a north end, so it's kind of weird. But the fans are doing the job. Yes. So that's important. Moving on. Mitch, Mitch Marner, Marner, let's get back to that. Yeah. Seven points, five games. We were told not to ramble this episode. Fuck that. <laughs> so Shut up. Let's just, try, let's just try to... Uh... I'm going to call that person up by name. Hold on. Oh, I don't know who it was. I'm going to find out who oh, it was. Oh, my gosh. get it on Twitter. I don't get nearly as many notifications as you, so <laughs> I'll find it pretty quick. Patrick. <laughs> it was, it was cuddling with your dog there. <laughs> Living in Torbay, doing Torbay things. Oh now gosh. I'm rambling about you. Oh, gosh. I hope you're happy. Yeah, we're like, we'll just... We should Thanks. Do a, Thanks for listening. We should do an episode where we just ramble about Patrick. Could do that. Yes. I don't know enough. I'm, a little, I don't, I don't uh, really want to go through his We'll just make feed. it all up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I could do that. We'll do a special edition. We'll, you know, uh, Fictional Patrick. You know, uh, donate to our Patreon page. And uh, we'll do it. I'm kidding. We don't have a Patreon page. No. There's no. We've never asked you for anything. Except to just leave us alone and tell us to stop rambling. <laughs> um, Mitch, Marner, Mitch Marner. Seven points, five games. Assists on the tying and winning goals Friday night against Boston. And finally broke a scoring drought on last night. Yeah. Good to see him stepping up with no... Where's Nylander been, now that I think about it? Nylander's been sort of moving around a bit. I think he was with Kadri. Yeah. And no Komarov. Con- not a lot of like, consistency there. You know... Van Riemsdyk been playing well. Pat Patrick Marlowe been playing well. I really feel like Nylander... Nylander, where you been? Nylander has just been a little bit quiet lately, I would say. But mm-hmm. let's take a look. Two, point, two assists in his last five games. So, hard to complain about that. Say that again. Repeat that, please. Two assists yeah. in his last five games. Uh, complain about that. When... when Especially when uh, Matthews has not been playing for the last three. So you are the de facto number one guy now of those three. Well, no, he was playing with Kadri. So, and now he's got to, and now he's got to drag, uh, instead of dragging Hyman around, he's got to drag Komarov around. That's tougher. See, the thing is that Nylander is, this is one of those things where I believe that Nylander is probably a 60-point guy, right, by himself. And I believe that when he plays with Matthews, and this is not, I mean, this is, a lot of people are going to be like, well, yeah, this is fucking obvious, Justin, thanks for telling us. But when you when he plays with Matthews, I feel like both of their games are elevated. 
Well, yeah, that's because, the kind of. But it's but no, that's but I mean, like, obvious, Justin. But I mean, me, I'm for saying it. But I also think that Neilander makes Matthews better because there's it's a, sort of the same thing with. Okay, let's put it this way: Sidney Crosby. What has always been the issue in Pittsburgh with Sidney Crosby? He has nobody to play with. <laughs> it was Chris Kunitz, and then it was Colby Armstrong. It hey, was like you know Olympian. They went, Chris Kunitz. <laughs> sorry. Uh, they went out and got Phil Kessel. Olympic gold medalist. They went out and got Phil Kessel, and Phil Kessel can't play with them. Like I mean, like that's that's the like, the thing with him is that like for as good as he was, it's almost like he had trouble working with others. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the sense that it was like he was playing on such a different level. He needed blank slates that he could just kind of fill in. I himself. feel like I feel like when you put Matthews and Nylander together, mm-hmm. like Nylander can keep up. Nylander is creative and sees, and maybe he can't do the same things that Matthews does, but it's almost like Nylander can see what he's doing yeah. and has the vision to be like, oh, I, oh, I know what you're doing here, so yeah. I'm going to go and do this and try to help you out with it. And like, they just need one of the guy who can, when the puck gets a little bit loose, get it to one of them, and that's what Hyman does. He's got he, that's his role. Hyman has been like, I don't know if I'm ever going to say it. Like the, the problem is that you know, in a vacuum, he's not a first liner. He's not even a second liner. If, if you're counting on him to you do know, the scoring, then no, he's not. It's he, not the it's point. Like he's, but the thing is, is that I will say that he has done a fairly good job at doing what he's supposed to do in that role. And while I would like to see somebody like, like let's say, let's let's let's, let's stop see. there. You're saying Hyman's okay. doing his job on the first line. Oh, but I yes think or no? The, yes. Thank you. But <laughs> yes, but I feel like that line could be better. But then you're also taking away something from another one. Mm-hmm. So let's put it this way. People complain about JVR. Scores goals. He's an offensive player. Big guy. Has nice hands. Can get in front of the net. You know, he, he's good. That's a guy who's really not afraid of getting in front of the net. He's good in, in the offense. Right. He's good in the offensive zone. He's not as dirty. He's not as grindy. He's not as, like, aggressive as Hyman is, especially on the forecheck and stuff and he like could that. could be, too. But, well, the thing is, is that his problems are outside of the offensive zone. It's his defensive play that's so bad. And it makes me wonder, you know, like I would like to see it as sort of like an experiment, like, you know, in this mad scientist kind of shit. I would like to see JVR with Matthews and Nylander because JVR's offense is good. JVR's defense is bad. But when you're playing with such high-powered offensive players like Matthews and Nylander, like they don't often have to play defense. They're very rarely in their own end. And Matthews has shown that he's quite a talented defensive player. Like that's the one thing about Matthews that is probably most impressive is that like seeing him come back, save goals in the crease. He's the yeah, he's the first guy back. Like it's like he is he is very good at that. And maybe to mitigate JVR's defensive woes. Matthews could would probably be his best bet at like you know helping him if JVR is most effective in the offensive zone playing with people who can keep the puck in the offensive zone mm-hmm. right and I'm not saying that we should rearrange the whole thing to get JVR going JVR has been pretty good recently he's had a pretty I just, good run we just need another Austin Matthews yeah somehow. that's what we need to do we just need to find another Austin Matthews we'll be fine yeah so anyways um, are you uh, I was never worried about Mitch Marner. I was worried about it, but I was kind of looking at my watch going, like, time to go. I I would like to get going. 
was it someone came out on Twitter, I think it was Elliot Freeman saying like, Oh, there's concern about Mitch Marner's future in Toronto. That was uh, a little bonkers. Well, I mean, I know that Kiprio said something along the lines of like because the whole story is that Edmonton is looking for help for McDavid. Right? <laughs> Do you want to talk about just Edmonton for a second? <laughs> Can we just enjoy that? Let me just pull up the standings. You know who had good you know who had good chemistry with uh, Connor McDavid? Seriously? Uh, I, please tell me. Connor Brown. <laughs> Erie Otters. That's they true. played together on a line. I'm just going to the full... Let's do conference standings. And did they there. actually have good chemistry, or was McDavid just making a mockery of the OHL, and then Brown was wrong for the ride? I mean, Brown's been pretty good on his own, so I'm yeah. sure he contributed. He wasn't just... Yeah. Holy shit, Edmonton. The- Down <laughs> just ahead of Arizona. The, the two-win holding Arizona. So Six, nine, and one. Is it strange, if I'm not mistaken, I can't... Can we sort by goals for... Okay. How is it right? Hey, lastie. How is it right that Edmonton is the worst in the league? Wait, are we looking at the league? I was looking at the conference. Now I'm going to the league. Worst in the league. Still worst in the league. Still worst in the league with 37 goals for. They have the lowest. 37 goals for behind Buffalo with 40. Carolina with 41. San Jose is down there. But anyways... But San Jose also has a plus, plus seven, seven goal differential, so they're not letting anything pass them. That's the thing. Good God, pro- below minus twenty. The problem with the problem with Edmonton is that how can this? I mean, like, it's a team sport, mm-hmm. but how can any team with Connor McDavid be last in goal scoring in the NHL? Good lord! You think he's just miserable playing in Edmonton? You know, <laughs> listen, I don't know Connor McDavid personally, and I've never been to Edmonton, and I've never played professional or hockey or being a part of the Edmonton Oilers organization. I don't know you that know, I've even I'm, met an Edmonton Oilers fan in person. I'm probably, you know, can I speak to his happiness in Edmonton? Mm, yeah, sure, I can speak to his happiness in Edmonton. He's probably miserable. I would imagine that the Edmonton Oilers are not performing as well as they could because, probably because Connor McDavid would rather be playing in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I think that really... You know what? I just think that the heartbreak is catching up to him. Yeah. I think he's just having a rough go of it because... Right now, I don't even think Connor McDavid is good enough to play in the Toronto Maple Leafs. It, it's tough. It's tough. I don't know where you... I look at those lines and I'm like, I don't know where I fit him in. I mean... I mean, okay, with Austin Matthews injured, we can find a place for him, yes. Yes. We could, we could fit we him We can find a spot. We could fit him in. Do you remember, though, when... Sorry, Josh Lebo. Do you... Yeah. This sucks. It's tough. Josh Lebo. I mean, I mean Dominic Moore is going to probably have to... It's close, but I think, yeah. It's <laughs> tough to do that to a veteran, but... Uh, you know, um, <laughs> do you remember when uh, when the Leafs played Edmonton last year and Nazem Kadri was all over McDavid? <laughs> yep. So, I mean... Connor McDavid was basically wearing would, a Nazem Kadri jersey. Would that mean that like Nazem Kadri is better than Connor McDavid if yes. Nazem Kadri outplays yes. Connor McDavid? I mean, yes. I think that's how it works, right? Yes, it's like rock, paper, scissors. Exactly. So... Rock is obviously so I would better imagine, than scissors. So I would imagine that you would have Matthew still as your number one center. Kadri definitely is your number two. And then, you know what? I'll give credit to McDavid. I believe that McDavid could slot in above Bozak. I believe that that could happen, you know? And maybe maybe, maybe that would get him going. You know what I mean? Maybe mm-hmm. some lesser responsibility, yeah. maybe some easier time. I feel like McDavid would be a much better player in Toronto. If we can 
turn off the brand for one second. I actually do have a serious question about do, it. Is it the? Do you need to take a piss? That was no, my no. serious question. We can take a piss. Do you want to take a piss? Do you need to? I, no, I mean, I feel like I should probably uh, probably take a piss. I don't know. Beep, 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 boo. Okay, let's just move on. We're back I do have one serious pisses. question. Yeah. Do you believe now with Edmonton down here in last that Connor McDavid was given the C too early? <laughs> is that a serious question? I feel like it's a very on-brand question. It's a serious question. I don't think it makes a difference at all. No? No. You don't think he's got too much pressure? No. I don't, you know, let's look up his stats. That's something I actually haven't seen. I think he's playing fine. Is it? Yeah. I think he's doing okay. And I think, I think it's more a matter of, uh, I think he needs some help. And I think that the rest of the team is, like, I think him and both Drysaddle are doing fine. He's got 19 points in 16 games. Oh, he's playing great. Yeah, he's fine. All right. He's okay. It's the rest of that team. It's just oof. So he was not yeah. given the C too early. No, he's doing he's doing okay. Okay. Doing so okay. then, why doesn't Matthews have a C yet? Because uh, being captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs is way harder than being captain of the Edmonton Oilers. Is that possibly it? Well, because it's the Edmonton Oilers. Or is it because are... your GM is Lou Lamorello. No, it's because the, the Toronto Maple Leafs are like are are uh, Toronto Maple Leafs are like the the biggest hockey franchise in the world and the Edmonton Oilers are you know I mean let's let's face it this way I mean if we were to uh if we were to add a little bit of uh football lingo to this they're a relegation team they're they they it could be footy lingo it could be argued that they don't belong in the NHL right yep. now you know they're, they're I mean? on they're on the fast track of the AHL so really there's not a lot of eyes on Edmonton nobody's really cares what they're up to it's more about like you know the Leafs need to be guarded with that kind of stuff because they're more important Um, yeah, look at that relegation race between Edmonton's right there with Buffalo, Florida, and Arizona. Oof. You know who? Uh, I don't want to talk about relegation zones anymore because <laughs> now I'm remembering that that year you're looking I, at. I that's your season. For, I cheer for West Ham United. Yes. So. Who let go there? Who sacked their manager? Sacked. He sacked. Oh, yes, sacked their manager. David Moyes. Yeah. David Moyes is now the manager of West Ham United. So oh that's, no! That's, so that's good. <laughs> oh no! Okay, is it? Uh, yeah, that's that's that's, oh, God. that's that's fine. I mean, it couldn't have gotten much worse than Slavin, to be completely honest. Poor Slav. I think remember Poor the, Super Slav. Remember the last text that we exchanged about soccer was? Oh, so I guess West Ham is better than Real Madrid. West Ham was, beat Spurs, who beat Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. What do they call that? Transitive nature. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's just the way it Mass. works. You know what I mean? So my question yes. for you, uh, I have an, I have another question, a sort of topic to move on to about goaltending, mm-hmm. because we've been talking about other players that have been stepping up recently, JVR, Marner, Kadri. You know who really stepped up last night, and I feel weird saying this, is Curtis McElhaney. He really did. He was... Yeah, that was 38 saves on 39 shots. That was not an easy game either. No. It was not 39 I mean, I don't softies. Know. I don't remember him taking it, like, making a ton of 10 bell saves. Made a few. Made yeah. a few. Yeah. No, he there did. There was one he I really, remember where he kind of laid out. And he really did. Down. I think he made some good, some good saves. It was a good game, and, uh, you know. We've given him shit for being a backup goaltender, a mm-hmm. bad backup goaltender, and uh, quite frankly, he is a bad backup goaltender. Um, that said, during the second intermission last night, there was a pretty interesting conversation during Kelly Rudy's segment where he said that McElhaney is playing right now for his career. 
And, like, there is a lot of this stupid, like, you know, they showed, like, a close-up of his eyes. And he's like, look how dialed in he is. And it's like, man, I look I look dialed in when I see a burrito. Like, I mean, it's like, you know, don't, like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Right? Just, like, chill out. Well, you don't know what he's staring Chill at. out with Where that kind of shit. Right? I hate that. But when he's like, this guy's playing for his career. And I'm like, wow, that's a little dramatic. And then I thought about it. I'm like, wow, he really fucking is. And that's not necessarily... <laughs> okay. If he had completely just exploded last night and let in five goals and they had to go to Anderson. That's probably his last start as a Maple Leaf. Could be. Good chance. Might get one more. If it was a particularly loud explosion, it might have been his last game. Yeah. But he just earned himself another start. He He, has. With that start last night, he kept Pickard and Sparks at bay. Right. So that's kind of where he's going to be. Here's the situation for the rest of the season, yeah. With the yeah, I think it is. I think it's going to be like a basically a game by, by game, yeah. You know, career now for mm-hmm. McIlwain. I mean, he's he's seeing keep that NHL salary going. He's as long seeing as you can. the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Mm-hmm. If he's got a one way contract, he's probably going to get that no matter where he is. Right? Uh, yeah, but but the but let's put it this way: if but he, he doesn't wants, want to ride the bus. Shit, if he wants Syracuse. It, shit, if he wants another contract after this one, whether it's here or elsewhere, like he's got a. I mean, let's put it this way: it should not be here. Let's just be very clear about that. Yeah, I just but it's uh, fine. Not not anything against him or like. I think I still think he's got some NHL backups in him, some NHL backup starts in him, just not with Toronto. You mean Look, after this year? Yeah, Ooh, I don't know. That's tough. Let's put it this There's way: there's a lot of teams in this league now. Yeah, whole 31 of them. I mean, hey, you know who would kill to have him? Vegas. Vegas probably could use him. Because I feel like he would be at least third on their depth chart, and they already would have gone past that. Yep. They're on their, what, seventh goaltender? I don't there? know. A lot. Garrett Sparks. I've always been a little bit... A little bit kind of down on Garrett Sparks. I think I was high on Garrick Sparks to start. Not high as in, like, I thought he was going to be, like, an elite starter or anything like that. But, like... You liked like, him before he was popular. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, this guy, this guy can <laughs> be good. Cool he kind like of had Sparks. a rocky... He kind of had a rocky, like... He was drafted out of Guelph, was not, like, lights out when he was drafted. And then, kind of, like... Realistically speaking, considering where he was drafted and considering the type of... The type of prospect profile that he had... He's already had a pretty good career for himself, considering he's been a successful AHL goaltender, mm-hmm. right? But it's a matter of can he cut it in the NHL, and that's where I've always been like, you know, really don't know if he if he can. He is has shown flashes, but the problem is is that in the NHL it's all about consistency, right? And even the most inconsistent goaltenders in the NHL still have enough consistency to keep them in the in the league. Whereas, like, Sparks was just, like, shut out, first career start, terrible, shut out, amazing, just the worst. Like, I mean, he did not have a great no. NHL And maybe career. now he's had a little more seasoning. Well, yeah, that's, I think what, he, that's what you I think hope he's for. A shot. Let's put it this way. He is 7-2-0 this year with a 9.44 save percent average. That's So, nine games... Is a small sample size, yeah. but to carry a nine forty four through nine games is impressive in itself, mm-hmm. right? It's a small sample size that doesn't make it any less impressive. Um, he's just got to keep it up, and he's all and he's also holding Pickard at bay, who is who's only got a nine eighteen, and I think he's only like three and two or something. like that. I almost feel bad that we took him that we traded for him at this well, point. Well, 
I mean, he would have gotten NHL stars by now. Oh yeah, he would have been. Vegas, he yeah. would have been starter. He would have been starter for Vegas. That sucks. Yeah, but you know, it's I don't know. It's God damn it, George McPhee. What were you doing? <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. I mean, it's hard to predict five goaltenders getting injured, but um, I guess the problem is, is that McElhaney, if I would be happy to have McElhaney just be just average, even slightly below average for the rest of the season, right? Because if you bring in... Anderson's the number one. He's uncontested. There's no way that anybody else is getting starts over him, Mm -hmm. right? And if Anderson is playing 60 games a year or 65 games a year and you're playing another, another, like, either Sparks or Pickard 15 games a year, you're not doing him... You're not doing him any favors, right? It's like, at some point... You go at some point. You have to say, okay, well, development doesn't really matter because they're not going to be starters anyways. Like these are guys that are competing to be backup goaltenders. Maybe Pickard has sort of higher aspirations, and I'm sure Sparks does too. But Sparks has always thought that he was a great goaltender and didn't always really back it up. And you know, I give him the opportunity to prove it. He's had opportunities before. Yep. That's the that's the thing, and and and. If McElhinney falters, and, like, if, if McElhinney's playing 15 games this year, but he loses 15 games for you, like, you can't have that in a backup. So it's time to call up one of the other two. But it's yeah. just a matter of who is it, which is really the really interesting part. Because Pickard has NHL experience, was good in the NHL, was also bad in the NHL, but also, like, on a team that was, like, god-awful. Like, historically bad. And... Now he's getting it played by Sparks. So I guess my question is, who would be your backup? Who is your backup? If you're running, if you're calling shots. At this point, so and I'm with McElhaney in the mix? Yep. Right now, based on, based on the last four games, I keep it as is. And I have Pickard and Sparks fight it out until I have a clear winner there. That might, this might be the season. You guys are your Marlies. Yeah. Go play. See where you are after 80 games. I'm going to say that McElhaney has earned his... I don't know if you want to call it state of execution, but I mean, it's like... But we're talking about his he's career coming to an end. He's earned the seat at the end of the bench. He's, he's earned his spot... His, he's earned to keep his spot with his start last night. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, yeah, he is start for start. He is. We wait. If he continues to play well, there's no reason to to let him go. And even if they lose, but he played. I mean, oh. you know, let's say the Leafs lose one nothing, and he made forty saves. Yeah. If they lose three to one, he makes forty saves, including a couple big ones, and the ones that go in are complete defensive breakdowns. No, yeah. I keep him. Yeah, so it's like you know, you. But the moment that he has a bad game, it's kind of like, sorry, but you know. Yeah. And at the same time, if he has four great games in a row and one bad game, he stays. Well, I don't know. It's like that's that's the part where it's just like at what point do you say at what point do you just get rid of all this like, oh, veteran gets the win bullshit and It's not a matter of, I think of veteran status, it's of good play over time versus one bad start. I everyone has the right to have a bad night at the office, even a backup goalie. Sure, but as long do as you is. have the do you have the right to that do you have the right to that bad night if you've got a guy like Sparks who's like sitting and waiting? Yes. I don't know. 
I don't yeah, know. Because Sparks has had the opportunities and didn't force himself into it. He was the one. He, we're still playing. Sparks out, didn't have an opportunity this year. No, not this year, but he's still playing out the situation where we had to go get McLaney in the first place. We're still as a result of that. That that's not that doesn't come mm. undone in a month. Mm. That comes undone in a season. Who was the backup? Last year. It was McElhaney. It was McElhaney, exactly. And then this but who year, was it before McElhaney? Jonathan Bernier. <laughs> who did we have? For, I I don't remember the time the I period before right. the new logo. I think McElhaney must have. I mean, I wonder when the waiver came in and like when he joined the team because I feel like I'm look this up. I feel like Anderson really didn't have a different backup other than McElhaney over the past couple of years. Anyways. Sparks had his opportunity, but, you know, that was a couple of years ago. He has since been very good in the age. And remember, I'm now looking into the Leafs from the draft, Austin Matthews. Oh, my God, is this team bad year? Right. This is the roster I'm going to go look for. I guess I just feel like with McElhaney, I mean, we don't really need to dive too deep into it, but with McElhaney. Oh, yeah, James Reimer. <laughs> but he was never a backup to Anderson. No, he was a backup. No, no, Anderson and McElhaney came in at the same time. The very same time. Yes. Okay. We, we completely wiped the slate clean of goalies. Yep. Garrett Sparks played 17 games. So he had and, had, and had an 8.92 save percent. Yeah. Oh boy. Oy. So I think and this Sparks. Is, I'm just, just going to refresh your memory of last year, which was obviously yes. much better. Mm-hmm. Sparks was not up because we tried Bebo and Enroth. Uh, Enroth! That's the missing link. That's who is the back up there. Wow. I'm oh, sure, my. I guarantee you there was like, there's like, well, because there's millions of people, and I say millions of people because obviously millions of people listen to this podcast, but I'm sure there's probably millions of people who are like screaming Enroth at their speakers or headphones or phone or whatever. Being like, fucking Enroth, guys. How could I forget? Well, how could we fucking forget? easily. How, how could I remember that? How can we forget the completely forgettable? How could I forgettable- remember... Jonas Six Enroth. very forgettable games. <laughs> so. Sorry, four I, starts, he played six. In my opinion, we're past, you know. Jeez, an 872 save percentage. Good God. In my opinion, we are past the point where McElhaney gets any goodwill. Honestly, it's just a matter of, you know, he's earned his next start, but he's got to continue earning next starts. You know what makes me sad, by the way? I'm looking at Enroth's page right now. It's like, oh, yeah, he's kind of a, he's a veteran. Oh, he was, he's a veteran, but he was born a month before me. Ah, yes. Oh, we're old. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you've had that realization? Was it... It's not that I've just had that realization. It's just every once in a while just keeps coming and punching me in the face. Every every time I watch the draft now, I'm just like, Uh, oh, born in 2000. I'm like, what the fuck? uh, In my opinion... Sorry, two months before me he was born. In my opinion, McElhaney has not earned the right to any... He's earned his next start, but he has not earned anything beyond that. And if he falters, if he loses a game, he lets in a couple soft goals or something like that, then it's like, okay, well, now it's really just time to actually go ahead and, and, and shake this up and give somebody an opportunity. Sparks probably deserves that opportunity over anybody. So yep. what I would probably say is for now, McElhaney, but, you know, McElhaney falters, here's what I do. I send McElhaney down, I call up, I call up Sparks, and you know what happens? McElhaney goes straight to the bench of the Marlies, and Pickard gets the starts. And that's why Rudy, I think, Rudy, I think was, Kelly Rudy was right about the fact that he's playing for his career. Did we just spend like 15 minutes on Curtis McElhaney's career? I spent one more minute. 24th, 24th and 5th are our next back-to-back 
at Carolina the first night against Washington the second night. So that's your next opportunity to see McElhaney in action. Yeah. Maybe we'll know still by the end of this month. Yep. Yep. Let's stop talking about McElhaney. Sure. But he did play well last night, so. What do you want to talk about? How have you been enjoying NHL 18? Uh, and also, why do why do you now have three different consoles current generation there? console? Yeah. A, why do you have three? And B, why is none of them a Nintendo Switch? Oh, because Nintendos are stupid. You're stupid. I've never really cared about Nintendo. Super Mario Odyssey looks amazing, and I can't wait to play it. Uh, 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 oh, it looks so uh, great. Uh, uh, You're a foolish uh, fool. Yeah, so do I have an X... my Nintendo DS? Yes, I do. Give it back. Okay. I have a uh, Xbox One X over there. Mm-hmm. I have an Xbox One. And I have a PS4. The reason I have those is because I'm actually What's giving... What's between a 1X and an... I shouldn't be talking about this on a hockey podcast. What's between a 1X and an X... Or a 1? Those two? Uh, In 10 seconds or less. It's much more powerful. It has 4K gaming. Got it. So it's like the next 0.5 generation. It's a little bit more than that. Is it a 4K TV you have? It is, oh, yeah. Okay. So that's why I wanted it. And it was also because what happened was... My... Uh, I said to... Uh, I said to my girlfriend, hey, would your brother like, if I get an, a One X, would your brother like my Xbox? And she's like, yeah, I think he would. Who, who wouldn't like a free Xbox? Exactly. Yeah. So um, I said, okay. And I just was like sort of going to sit on that. And then she told her brother that I was giving him the Xbox. And I was like, oh man, now I actually have to go out and get this One X right away as opposed to like... You poor thing. I was like, I, was like, I wasn't really planning on like, you know... <laughs> Upgrading so quickly, but uh, NHL 18, how is it? You know, it's um, because I haven't played, I've played FIFA, but you like, I, I want to play FIFA. FIFA's been fun, FIFA's been real good. I'm enjoying the journey, but it's kind of it's kind of petered out a little bit. I find it very uh, NHL 18 very frustrating, really. Yeah, I really do, really. Yeah, how I so? find uh, Hut. See, it's like I, find... I don't play online, okay, at all. well. Okay, let's put it this way. If you play online, I find it very frustrating yeah. because it uses the like standard tuners, right? Mm-hmm. And I find that the standard tuning of NHL games these days is just so sluggish. You feel like you're skating in sand. Everything's realistic, but the problem is I that get, realistic get... hockey does not make for good good video gaming. Exactly. I, I, when I, I, I slide my tuners. There's a simulation and a game. Exactly. And it's like, I want my... I want my guys to dangle every which way and not lose the puck literally every single time. It's like I want my I want my players to actually like when they get the puck to like you know not take five strides to get to full speed and stuff like that. It's like that might be the case in the NHL in real life, but it's like this is a video game and it's not fun to feel like it's so sluggish, right? I yeah. feel like the passing is just and people are going to be like, "Well, you just suck at it." It's like, "Well, maybe." But it's just like I prefer the game to be, to be a little bit more fun, yeah, as opposed all. to like, you know, stuffy. Like that was kind of like you know when people would say like, people would like buy Forza and they'd be like, oh, this game looks amazing and stuff like that. But it's like, good lord, is it like boring after a while? Because it's like so like stuffy and so like so hyper realistic that it's almost like it takes any of the fun out of it. What about NHL 3s? 3s is amazing. (laughs) So 3s, and the problem is that 3s just needs to be expanded a little bit. And I would also like to try out um, EASHL 
is like HUD is when you're playing one on one against somebody else with your team of hockey cards. Yeah. EASHL is when you actually have like groups of people together, like on your team. They're part of your club, and then like you go out and you play other clubs. And they have a mode this year where it's EASHL three on three. So the teams are only three big, which to me, even if it's sluggish, it would probably feel better. You get a lot of room. Because you get more room and you can make the passes and it can get a little bit prettier. I find that when it's five on five and it's using the sluggish, it's 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 the same as regular hockey. It's yeah. like, you know, three when you see three so on three, fun. it's just like, oh my God, I, would, I don't know if I need the whole game to be three on three, but it's like... Overtimes are amazing. Yeah. I love overtime. <laughs> and it's like, it's a little bit gimmicky, but it's like, I can't deny the fun of it, right? Shootouts, I can deny the fun of that. Yeah. But uh, three on three overtime, I love it. And sometimes I get I get really upset that it's only, there's very few whistles, it seems, on three on three overtime. Yeah. So it feels like the five minutes really drains away really quickly. Yeah. But threes is a lot of fun. Um, I have to try it out sometimes. Yeah. I am, uh, but no, I'm just, I, I'm either playing that or I'm playing Overwatch. But I really want to play Battlefront. I'm so, uh, I'm very skeptical at this point. Because, so from what we've heard is if you do play online, you can very quickly pay to win. Very, very quickly. Or you can grind for hours and hours and hours and hours to get the same thing that you could pay for because of the loot boxes. Which I don't fully understand. And what I've also heard is so from someone like me, who needs a single-player campaign to have fun with it, yeah, it's super short and compact. So I'll wait and see in that. Okay, well, I mean... They'll get no pre-order from me on this one. Let's put it this way. I'm going to give you... Sh- well, first of all, the thing is that if you're if you're worried about loot boxes, like that's only online. I, I, as a concept, I don't get them. Okay, un- okay, understood. But, so it's really not going to affect you. Yeah. I would say, uh, but also Nate, it tells it's me time if... to time to join us in the 21st century. I'm not doing it. Uh, online gaming is fantastic. Eh. Um, I like a good story. You you've been playing Uncharted. I've been playing Uncharted, and that's what I love. And I, those are the kinds of games I love. And I love it too. But I feel that there's also room for there's also room for. I don't have enough time. Like I'm at my max amount of time that I can spend playing video games. Sure. And it's fully filled up with single yeah. player, so I'm good. I don't mind loot boxes, but here's the problem: is that like, for instance, my favorite game is, like, right now, it's Overwatch. I play Overwatch, yeah. like, nonstop. And in Overwatch, every time you level up, you get a loot box, right? You can also choose to pay for loot boxes. And they come out to about a dollar, a dollar fifty. I think it's, like, a dollar twenty-nine mm-hmm. a box or something like that. And I think it's only that much because of, like, conversion and shit like that. I think it's, like, 99 cents in the States or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, long story short is that... You can choose to buy those, pay your own money, or you can choose to <clears throat> you can choose to buy them, or you can choose to uh, to just get the boxes by leveling up. But in Overwatch, the loot boxes are one hundred percent; they are one hundred percent cosmetic items. Yes, there's nothing that affects gameplay in any way, right? All the player, all the, all the characters and everything like that, they're the exact same whether you've got different skins on or not. Somebody might argue like, oh, well, if you get a black, if you get like a dark skin, then you can hide in the shadows. Nah, it's a, a, but it's like that's that's not that's not a good yeah. enough argument for me. Um, but it's all cosmetic. Um, like Hut, for example, 
you can choose to buy packs of cards and those packs of cards can contain great players that help you out and make you a better team and that is frustrating right it's frustrating when it's like i'm like fire it up and i'm in the 10th division because that's where you start Mm -hmm. and it's like and you start up the game and it's kind of like you know just with like what you get you know up front it's like you're gonna have some decent nhl players to begin with you know what i mean it's just sort of like it starts that way but it's like i think you like if you say like you're a leafs fan you get like ron hainsey and like something like that like you know what i mean it's like or i think i got morgan riley but but the point is you fire it up and you enter a game and it's just like the guy who you're playing against in the 10th division is got he's got mcdavid he's got crosby he's got he's got tarasenko on the wing he's got and it's like and it's like and he's got all these like legendary and stuff like that i actually got luck uh my best i'll tell you my best player i have a legendary card it's like like or sorry a legends card yeah like a like a very popular nhl legendary player uh randy carlisle He's my top oh, defenseman, man. Randy Carlisle. Randy Carlisle today or Randy Carlisle like the seventies? In the seventies. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Although I would have, yeah. I would have. Yeah, he's not a coach them, card. I would have loved to see them animate Randy Carlisle like in his like track in suit. the tracksuit, skates, <laughs> helmet on. Uh, Go get him, Randy. No, it's just it's his old. But I mean, that's the thing is that you run up against these kids and the and or adults, whatever, in like the lower divisions that have like stacked teams, and it's like, you know. It's like, yeah, if you're better than them, then you should still be able to win. But like, it doesn't help things. And if Battlefront is gonna sell, is gonna sell loot boxes where in multiplayer competition yep. you can get an edge, I disagree with it. Do I feel like I'm really? Do I feel like I'm gonna shun the game completely? Maybe not. I think the draw is too big for me. Like mm-hmm. I. I, I Battlefront, I I liked. I didn't play too much of. I, I probably yeah. didn't get my money's worth out of it, but I'm willing. I want to give this one a chance. It's gonna too. live and die with single player mode for me. Yeah. And and you might be ca- better. You and might, if it's only couch single, multiplayer is different. I will. I love couch multiplayer. If you're going to, uh, if you're going to, just play the single player. I mean, I imagine that that would be a good game to wait until it's a little cheaper. Thirty dollars in a year yeah. from now. You know what I mean. But I want to play it before. Last Jedi comes out. Ah, yes. I actually rewatched uh, Force Awakens yesterday. Still good. Yeah, I liked it. Good. It's good. Apparently, it's going to be. Apparently, the new new one's going to be great. Apparently, Justice League isn't that bad. That's it's got a low bar right now. Here's a question for you, yeah. and I don't know. And I have my tickets to see this already. I have no prior knowledge. I have not seen an advanced screening of this. I don't know anything about this, so so I'm just speculating. But would you? Would there be some sort of little thing that warms your heart and makes you love this movie if a certain Green Lantern shows up? Well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nate is a big Green Lantern fan, by the way. For those of you who do not know. You've all learned something new about Nate. Yeah. I I have a Green Lantern tattoo. Would it warm my heart? Will it... Look, my problem with the last movie, Batman v Superman, was not that the actors were bad or even the aesthetics were too dark, which they were, but that wasn't my primary complaint. My complaint was that there, the A, the story made no goddamn sense. B, there was nothing fun about it. There was no fun. 
You're right. There was no fun. There was no fun. Everything, that everything was, was sad. That was a very brutal. joyless movie. It, it was like a World War II movie. It was like Batman v Superman, Band of Brothers. Like it was, it's sad. M- Martha. And, and that and that goes back to that makes no sense part. Martha. I love it. Gonna get Aquaman on our team. Aqua Martha. <laughs> Which is it's, a joke my wife turn, cannot stop making. It turns out that uh, it turns out that every member of the Justice League came together over the fact that all their names were Mar- all yeah. their mothers' names were Martha, and it was just a, sort of a chance encounter. Yeah. That's how it's beautiful. Martha League. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you can I, fix those two things. I'm in. See, I doubt your ability. To I do feel so. like they fixed one of those things when they got to Suicide Squad. My, Suicide Squad was fun. Yeah, no, it was better than Batman v Superman. I give it that, but it's also kind of this weird side story. And the Joker was so weird in that one. I love the Joker. And Will Smith played himself, which is not bad. Um, I, the thing is that if you go through, if you go through character by character, like I mean, not every character, but like the main ones, like who did a bad job in Suicide Squad? Yeah, Jared Leto. Why do they keep putting him in movies? Oh, I disagree with you 100%. He's awful. I loved, I loved Jared I don't want to see Leto's him in Joker. anything. I love Jared Leto's Joker. I hated him as Joker. I hated him in Blade Runner. I hated him in... Oh, I liked him in Blade Runner, too. Ugh. I think he, I think it's just, I mean, like, I don't know what I think about the person himself. My but... favorite movie is him in American Psycho, because Kristen Bale just goes nuts on him with an axe. <laughs> That's a little harsh. Satisfying. I, 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 I loved it just because I've, I've had this conversation a million times. You can't with with Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger basically nailing the Joker. So you had to go the other way to your Mark. You had to go closer to your Mark Hamill Joker. No, you just had to do something different. And even I don't think Leto was like Mark Hamill's Joker. No, no, no. They should have. They didn't. Oh no! I just I feel like they're I feel like completely reinventing the Joker was like kind of a a, a cool move. The thing is that. Characters in comic books are reinvented constantly. Oh, yeah. All the time. But the reason is because it's much easier to produce a comic book than it is to do a movie. When you do a movie, I expect something a little more definitive. I think you got the definitive Joker like five years earlier, and I think that out of respect for Heath Ledger's performance and the fact that he's not around anymore, I feel like you had to do something different than him. I don't disagree, but I chose the different that they chose was the wrong different. I was I was fine with them doing something completely new. And Suicide Squad, to me, was just something... I I would prefer they go back to like a really evil more vicious Cesar Romero. Like, that would have been great. <laughs> I don't know. I like I, I like that Joker. Painted over mustache and everything. I, li- I, liked, uh, I liked everything about that movie except for the plot and the editing. Yeah, which it was know, like, kind of which is Which is two very important things, but it was fun. I didn't hate the characters. I mean, Harley Quinn was amazing. She's okay. She was very good. Yeah. She was, let me correct you, very good. And, uh, Deadshot was fine. Batfleck in that movie was good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It's weird because I see the trailers for Justice League and I'm just like, every time Ben Affleck, I like the concept of Ben Affleck as a Batman, but... Here's my issue. Yeah. They fucked up the foundation. Martha. Martha. (gasps) Martha! Old Batman, young Superman. Martha! The Batman vs. Superman fight is supposed to happen many years later after they fought crime side by side for years and years and years, and that's what makes it so impactful. Not Batman's a fucking loon, and Superman's like, I yeah. just want to help. Yeah. Punch, punch, punch with kryptonite boxing gloves. Like, <laughs> Alright, I'm done, I'm done ranting about this. By the next time we speak, we will have seen this movie, and I'll be able to tell you that it was 
awful or not. I uh, I, I think it's going to be not awful. We'll see. We'll and, see. Thanks uh, for listening. Thor no. was good though. Thor was fun. Yeah. This year, Harden the Company was fun. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess that's it. You know, I don't know if there's going to be a podcast next week because there's going to be two, only two games. games yeah. So we'll I don't see. know if Justice League is mean enough to drag us in, but we'll see. But uh, but uh, thanks for listening and uh, talk to you later.